1: This is Community
0: Update on
1: Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
2: Good morning, I'm
1: John Hoffman.
2: A shortage of truckers across the U.S. is causing some companies to recruit people even while they're still getting their commercial driver's licenses. One trucker says his work is in such high demand, he's been offered great pension and health insurance plans and even sign-on bonuses.
3: From March to April, as we emerge from the worst of the pandemic, the truck transportation industry lost 6 percent of its roughly 1.5 million drivers, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The number of truckers is rising, but there's still a major bottleneck in the supply chain. Thousands of items are sitting stagnant at warehouses waiting for truck drivers to pick them up. The shortage is so bad companies are recruiting drivers even before they finish getting their commercial driver's license.
4: Some of them
1: have as many as 10,000 or 12,000 trucks Mm -hmm. and in some cases they have a 10% uh, uh, vacancy as far as drivers go and so uh, they come out to our school and they recruit our drivers while they're still in training.
3: John Lockmundy of the Truck Driving Institute says it's affecting all sectors equally. Yeah, across
1: the board, it can be food, it can be uh, perishables, it can be uh, manufacturing uh, parts and so forth, and they're all uh, backlogged.
3: Trucker James Lee received his CDL within the last year and says the demand is creating bargaining power for truckers like him.
1: Offered pensions uh, over, you know, upwards of $35, $40 an hour to come work, to haul gasoline.
3: One of the schools I spoke to with said that more people want to become drivers. Right now, they're seeing a 20% increase in students, and so now they have a wait list of potential students.
2: WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. One of the area's largest hospitals is making additional investments in its workers. St. Joseph Health System is giving all of its nurses and surgical techs a raise. That pay boost could be anywhere from $10 to $32 an hour.
5: Nurses will not be required to sign any sort of contract. St. Joseph Health System says this is their new way to finding and keeping good nurses.
6: We are just seeing just nurses and other healthcare professionals just become tired and exhausted. And they're really pursuing um, other opportunities where maybe the pay is just a little more enticing. Right
5: now, St. Joseph Health System has more than 200 nursing and surgical tech positions open. They're now hoping a pay raise will help bring in new talent and retain current workers.
6: We really have incentivized those nursing positions that are closest to the bedside so that we can not only preserve our current works, workforce, which is so needed, but also be able to recruit in this current environment.
5: In less than three weeks, those employees will start making 10 to $32 more per hour on top of their normal hourly wage.
6: We found it necessary in order to be able to keep, keep, our, keep our workforce here locally and caring for their families and their friends locally in this community. We found it necessary to uh, make, these, make these adjustments. The shortage
5: first started prior to the pandemic, but since COVID-19 has started taking over hospitals, the demand
6: has drastically increased. The pandemic certainly has escalated the shortage, especially in our area. And it really has caused many of our current nurses in the area to really pursue other opportunities.
2: WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. South Bend Mayor James Mueller is weighing in after Black Lives Matter Michiana asked for the city budget vote to be delayed. The group says they want more time to figure out how it'll impact neighborhoods west of the river. The budget is due by November 1st.
7: Typically the South Bend Common Council votes on a budget by the beginning of October. But Councilman Henry Davis Jr. claims there was a lack of planning for the budgeting process this year and is hoping for a delayed vote to, to, to give more people time to review it. Leaders with the 2nd District, Black Lives Matter, and the LaSalle Area Alliance said they don't feel like their needs are being heard through the South Bend budget process. They're concerned about West Side neighborhood development, low-income housing, and support for seniors.
4: So if we are able to hold off for a couple more weeks and allow the residents to have their time and get their questions answered... Maybe we'll be in a better place by the end of October so we can pass a budget that people are a a little bit more happier with.
7: Councilman Henry Davis Jr. says there's been a lack of planning for the 2022 budget. He says the process to get the budget passed has happened too fast and it's confusing the council and residents.
4: We're talking about poor planning right now. And we're talking about the destruction of this city because of poor planning.
7: But Mayor James Mueller says the process wasn't rushed and says working with a lot of new federal coronavirus dollars has been tricky.
8: I think one of the challenges we're having in this budget cycle is because there are these federal dollars and we're able to do a lot more than we've been able to do in the past. Uh, You know, Some of these things aren't, we don't have all the details for how to implement them.
7: He says the budget contains historic investments for Westside neighborhoods, safe, affordable housing, a proposal to transform the Martin Luther King Center, and more money for neighborhood infrastructure.
8: This is a great budget for the Westside and transformative for the community, and we're just excited to get the budget through and start working to actually implement it.
7: So the Common Council could vote at its meeting on Monday, but if not, they'll have to vote on it at the meeting on October 25th.
2: WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. Indiana is moving in the right direction as it continues to fight COVID-19. The latest state numbers show cases are trending down even as recently as two weeks ago. Local health officials say they are concerned that trend could change as we head into colder weather and flu season.
8: Vaccination is the the best strategy, and then continuing to be mindful about public gatherings.
4: Indiana is seeing fewer cases of COVID-19 after a spike about two weeks ago. On the left, you see the state's weekly metric scores on September 22nd. And on the right, you can see today. Dr. Mark Fox says the lower numbers can be attributed to several factors. Mask mandates at schools since the spike at the beginning of the school year, strike teams like this one are helping provide access to vaccines and tests, and even the weather has been helpful in keeping events outdoors.
8: As the weather gets worse and things move inside more, our risk will go up again.
4: The health department still recommends wearing a mask when you're around large crowds or gathered inside public spaces. You can also take steps to prevent getting sick as the weather gets colder.
8: Everyone should go get their flu vaccine if they haven't gotten it yet for this year. Um, Folks who haven't had the COVID vaccine ought to inquire
4: about getting both. It's safe to get both of them the same day, but not every location is set up to offer that. Anyone who got the Pfizer vaccine more than six months ago, as well as people with a compromised immunity, 65 or older, or have a greater risk of exposure because of their job, is eligible for a booster shot. Johnson & Johnson has requested the FDA to authorize booster shots, but they aren't available yet. And for the people who got the Moderna vaccine,
8: The data has not yet shown that the protection has worn off and that they need the booster yet. I do expect that they'll be authorizing a booster here in the near future.
4: If you are trying to get your booster or second shot, you have to bring your vaccine card. WSBT 22's
2: Ronnie Das reporting. A top local health official is weighing in on the benefits of at-home COVID tests. Dr. Mark Fox says while they are beneficial, there are specific steps you need to follow.
9: The at-home COVID rapid test means that results are more accessible. But local Dr. Mark Fox says for a more reliable test, it's best used for those with symptoms. If you notice symptoms, the at-home test can be very useful, but you'll want to take the test within the first couple of days you get your symptoms for better accuracy. Dr. Fox says to make sure you stick the swab all the way up your nose and circulate it around the walls of your nose for 10 to 15 seconds. For even better results, wash your hands before touching the equipment in the kits and follow instructions for best results.
8: They're designed in a way that's supposed to pick identify the people who are most contagious. So if you were to compare it with a PCR test, um, you might have virus that a PCR test would pick up. This is designed to pick up if you have enough virus there to be contagious.
9: Again, these at-home COVID rapid tests are available at your local drug stores like CVS and Walmart, but you're going to want to check with the stores for more information about prices and about availability.
2: WSBT 22's Taylor Gatoni reporting. A tornado warning siren went off in Granger Tuesday evening due to a malfunction. There was no severe weather in the area at the time, and emergency management says they had no warnings out.
1: The siren here off Cherry Road in Granger certainly caught many people off guard when it went off, since there was no storms. The good news is, it's a simple fix.
2: I was kind of surprised, because I haven't heard it in many years. (laughs) So I thought, well, they fixed it. Then I walked out here, and I seen there's nobody down there
1: there, William Steele's next thought was to go inside.
2: I kind of went down and turned on the TV because I thought, well, maybe there's something going on in the world. You know, you never know. So, uh, there was nothing on the news. So I come back up and it just kept on going.
1: Crews were eventually able to turn it off. After examining the system, they discovered it malfunctioned. This circuit board was actually telling the siren to deploy without having received any transmission from our main um, head end. St. Joseph County Emergency Management Director John Antonucci says while it doesn't always trigger the siren to go off, malfunctions aren't uncommon. These sirens are no different than any other electronic driven device. Um, The elements do affect some of those components. A system that's 22 years old, he says, they are constantly monitoring and repairing them. This siren in South Bend is getting a new antenna after it broke. It is a 365, uh, 24-7 job for us. While he knows the sirens are dedicated to alerting and protecting the community, he says not to worry. If it's not raining or hailing, um, chances are we're working on the sirens. Antonucci says along with repairs, they're looking into multiple system upgrades in the future, like building a solar farm to power them or adding an additional alert system. We're working on a myriad of things to improve this system and and make it as fail-safe as possible. Once they get the new circuit breaker installed, they will test it out to make sure it works in case you hear it again. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting.
2: Last Monday morning, owners and employees of several downtown South Bend businesses came to work to find bullet holes in the walls and windows of their establishments. At least six businesses are trying to pick up the pieces and make repairs. The shooting happened early Sunday morning, sending one person to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Downtown businesses are worried about downtown's image.
7: I've seen a lot of bright green markings on the ground to show where the shell casings had been, especially right here at the corner of Michigan and Washington. But most of the damage from what I've seen so far today has been outside of the former football hall of fame with eight bullet holes and many broken windows. The glass company that's been checking out the former hall of fame says those eight gunshots will cost a lot of money. As best as police can tell, this happened yesterday. And some of these businesses didn't find the damage until this morning when they came into work. The president of the South Bend Regional Chamber of Commerce says he spoke with businesses today about this. And he says people have felt very safe in downtown. So this is a, big, a bit of a shock.
1: Yeah. That's uh, concerning to everybody. You come in uh, uh, sort of not in expecting that and, and, and really knowing what downtown have been like the last several years. Uh, people really surprised by it.
7: So, South Bend police say the person who was shot suffered leg wounds and the injuries are non life threatening. And many of the businesses I've spoken to that were affected by this did not want to speak with me today because they're concerned about how this will impact the reputation of their businesses in this area.
2: WSBT twenty two Erica Finke reporting. More boots on the ground literally for a local hospital. The Indiana National Guard is in Elkhart right now supporting hospital workers at Elkhart General Hospital.
5: 15 members of the National Guard underwent initial training today, but a total number of 18 members will be here for the next upcoming week helping out hospital staff. The Indiana National Guard will be seen around Elkhart Hospital in various jobs, ranging from medical and basic hospital support. Elkhart General is currently at over 90% capacity. Like so many first responders, the pandemic has brought on additional stresses to hospital staff who are in need of additional support.
0: This particular set is is ultimately to act as a staff multiplier um, to, uh, to free as many medical hands to uh, to respond to COVID patients as, as possible. Um, whether treating directly or basic tasks off of them so they can they can better perform their duties.
5: While the National Guard is going to be here for the next week, they could be here for up to two weeks.
2: WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting.
1: Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT radio its staff or management. Join us next week for community update on Sports Radio
0: 960 AM WSBT.